0: All right, well, this is episode one of Journey of Wealth. Um, excited to have you here with us, Brahim. I'm excited to get this kicked off. It's been a long time coming. We got some blog posts that have gone out, um, maybe not as weekly as I was initially hoping, but this is definitely, you know, kind of like a, a passion project of mine, where as we continue to build things, you and I kind of on the side with uh, either that's, you know, a V or the upcoming data startup, um, you know, there's a lot of lessons to be learned that we go through that I think that information can really help with somebody else who, you know, maybe going through a similar trial or tribulation at the time, right, whether that be in business or even in personal life. There's a lot that I think we've learned and grown, you know, because of over the last even, you know, six months of our partnership where you know personally it has kind of opened my eyes if you will to like new ways to solve problems or new ways to get creative when it comes to things as you know boring if you will as something like supply chain management there's you know still fun in it that can be had and different viewpoints that can be uh you know brought up when you start bringing other people in and so definitely it's been a total pleasure having you along for this ride this whole time. And, you know, I'm looking forward to many more things that we
1: build in the future. I really appreciate it, man. Seriously. It's been a, it's been a fun time getting to know you and stuff. I mean, we knew, we knew each other technically from like, I don't know, like 10 years ago, but I really did start to like get to know you these days because uh, I mean, we we reconnected after like 10 years, like I said, so yeah. Excited to see what it brings, you know? Awesome.
0: Yeah, I don't entirely have, uh, you know, a basic outline for this podcast, essentially, since it's kind of like the beginning one. I was thinking some of it could be, you know, along the lines of like, how did we kind of find what we enjoy doing? How did we find our passions and kind of our career focus? Um, And then kind of see where the conversation goes and just kind of get get into whatever comes our way. How does that sound?
1: Yeah, I do. For sure. I'm done for it. So how about, how about you kind of kick it off? Tell, tell them like, what'd you start out with? Where'd you go? Stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So I have had kind of a very all over the place career so far, if you will, you know, still being young, like there's a lot of things that you are trying to figure out. There's a lot of things that you're trying to learn as you kind of navigate through life and finding your career and finding your passions and what you really want to do, you know, day in and day out and what gets you out of bed each morning is it's a big struggle for a lot of people. Right. Myself included. And, you know, I've gone through times where it's like I absolutely love what I'm doing. And I've gone through times where it's I just dread waking up each morning to have to go, you know, do some lame job or work or something, if you will, that. I wasn't personally passionate about, Mm -hmm. right. And so like, starting off, I was in kind of like a software development kind of QA aspect at Ivy Corp, which was this awesome, you know, company in Redmond, where we were doing like multi channel messaging systems for like emergency response teams. And so you know, that's your firefighters and your police and your EMS. Um, We had like, essentially, what it did was you know, you sent a emergency notification, right? And instead of just receiving it on your phone, uh, in like a text message, you'd get it like phone, email, uh, pager, et cetera, right? Whatever whatever kind of platform you use the most or the emergency teams would use the most. Um, also, a good comparison would be like, woof, from the office, right? <laughs> um, and so that taught me a lot about, you know, the basics of software development, which it was a lot of fun, but also I learned pretty quick that sitting behind a computer for 14 hours a day, reading and writing lines of code was not my, was not
1: my jam. Right? Absolutely. So, and sorry to interject. like, What, yeah. what age were you at that time?
0: I was actually 16 at that time. Oh, for sure yep and so uh quick preface this was this job started uh i left my job at menchies at the time i got my first ever job it was like summer of 2014 i had just gotten my license and i was like all right i'm excited it's time to get to work like i want to start making money and so i thought, all right, I'm just gonna, you know, go get your normal high schooler job, right? I was a, what was that I had just finished my sophomore year in high school, I was going into junior, and I was trying to figure that out. And so I went around and eventually I got a job at the Menchies over by the Whole Foods in Redmond. Oh, Um, I
1: have so many memories with that Menchies role.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dude. It was, you know, fun story. I met literally one of my best friends at that Menchies. She was my manager. Oh, no way. And yeah, she's like a year, two years older than me. Um, But like, I met her there and I was doing Running Start at Bellevue College. And so she was also doing Running Start, I believe. And so we like had linked up at Menchie's. We hit it off. We were super good friends from the get go. And then we decided to go to like some of the BC orientation stuff. And then from, from then on, it's just been, you know, a friendship that's just it's one of those ones where it's like, you know, you don't ever see it going away. It's part of your life.
1: That's awesome.
0: Um, and so that was, you know, a major thing I got out of that, uh, got out of that job, oh. which the thing is, there is an important lesson that like every single job that you have throughout your entire career, no matter what it is, there are things to take away from it that may not have been there without that oh, job. Right. And so for me, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, you know, while I may not have gotten specific, like, work experience that I took from it, I got a lifelong friendship with one of the closest people in my life. And that is more valuable for me than, like, any sort of business lesson out of a right? Yeah.
1: Dude, definitely, man. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, like, my first kind of job um, was not at 16. It was at about, like, 17. Yeah, 17. Yeah. And it was like a janitorial type thing right so i started like you know cleaning around my yep. local community center in california and yeah you know it it wasn't really what i was going for because i knew kind of my career direction at the time um yeah it wasn't it wasn't remotely close to it right janitorial that wasn't my career direction yeah. but um <laughs> you know just just cleaning like go, getting up every day like cleaning for hours man like whenever I had a spare time and go and work and stuff like that, that kind of stuff was conditioning to me and it allowed me to kind of gain perspective as to, you know, how do you, how do you work in small incremental steps, basically paychecks, right? You know, in small incremental paychecks to reach that, you know, investment goal or that, you know, um, that big stride in your life in general. And also how do you stick through, you know, the hard times, right? So I'd assume, you know, Absolutely. You, you learned some of the those stuff as well, you know, working at your job.
0: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I'm not going to lie. I did not stay there very long. I had approximately nine days there. Oh, um, for sure. <laughs> it was very yeah. quick. <laughs> but to be fair, yeah. the owner of that Mechies uh, was honestly crazy. Like her father had bought her that franchise to give her something to do. And so working for a manager like that was just like, wow, this is really not good for me, right? Yeah. There were a lot of problems with the way she managed her processes. Like I had this one time where I I literally had walked in, it was the day that I went to go quit and I walked in and it was like maybe 10 PM on a Sunday, Uh right? and uh my friend was working and um, and so i like went in and i told her hey you know i'm here to you know essentially quit and like here's my stuff and so like this being 10 p.m on a sunday right the manager or the owner wasn't there and so you know i went back into the back room to go turn yeah. in my stuff and i'm i'm not even kidding the second my foot crossed into like the back office the back office phone rang and it was the manager or the owner calling to say hey what is sammy doing there he's you know not scheduled to be working Whoa. right now and w- which means like she was actively watching security cameras for the store on a <laughs> sunday night time. And, like <laughs> just watching security cameras yeah. yeah which like i mm-hmm. understand kind of as like a business owner, right? That's your, that business is everything, right? right? You're going to be doing that 24 seven, but it's the, it's that lack of trust in your employee. Mm -hmm. Right. And to be fair, I was walking in to quit, but also (laughs) like, you know, to be on standby and make that phone ring the second that, you know, a non-scheduled employee is there is a little bit extra.
1: Yeah yeah absolutely Uh, man um yeah i actually that brings up another point that i was interested in talking about which is like you know early jobs and stuff and actually jobs in general even top executives i feel that you know working any kind of position no matter what level it is no matter what company um it shows you like what to do and also what not to do right so how not to be a manager how not to be somebody who you know, um, you know, drive, you know, hinders business, right. Uh, for in your case, you yeah. know, how not to be a manager that drives away, you know, good quality employees. Right. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, cause at the core of that, exactly what you're talking about, like the employee turnover, for example, and like the cost of that employee turnover because of a poorly managed, uh, you know, business is skyrocketing because you have terrible employee retention, mm-hmm. right? It's gonna cost you so much more to hire fire, hire fire or hire quit, hire quit, hire quit, hire, quit than it will be to hire and have that, you know, m- longer in time relationship, right? Cause you have to look at training costs and onboarding and all of this that goes into bringing in that new employee every single time that position yeah. shifts and that position has
1: turnover. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome, man. That was just a little tangent I don't talk about. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. No,
0: I love it. Um, And so after Menchies, um, I I left Menchies mostly because of the fact that I had that other job lined up, right? I would have lasted longer than nine days had it not been like, okay, I have another opportunity in the direction that I want to go that I can take advantage of immediately. And that was... That's another big thing that, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship, a lot of the, I don't want to say success to it, but like a lot of getting on the right path to that success is taking advantage of opportunities very, very quickly. Right. And it's like, though I had been there nine days, right? Like, I had this opportunity come up that was more in the direction that I wanted to go, right? It was getting into tech, it was getting into a corporate environment, into a startup world. And so it was like, okay, I mean, yes, I don't exactly want to just leave after nine days, I understand how that doesn't look positive. But also, in my own you know, self-interest, if you will, for my career, like I need to make this move. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just went ahead and decided, okay, moved into that job, which, uh, you know, previously we said it was at Ivy Corp. And that was kind of like an early entrance into software development and QA. And so, you know, going through that, learned a lot of really great things. Um, But, you know, we had a change in CEO and the we didn't exactly have like a a business development unit or we didn't really have like much marketing. It was really a company of like developers, right? We were very much enterprise focused. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, with the new CEO that came in, we started to look at putting together some like more consumer focused stuff and like, uh, you know, more marketing focused materials and teams and effort. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, Uh, you know, I basically talked to him and I said, look, I'm, you know, more interested in getting into like the business development and marketing and building relationships and learning how to build businesses than I am, you know, sitting behind a computer all day looking at code. And so I was very grateful because, you know, he was willing to give me the opportunity to kind of shift into this kind of role, right? And that came through, you know, starting to work with external PR firms and like getting, you know, our messaging tied in. And with that, like he brought me into these meetings that were mostly him, right? But it was an ability for me to observe and learn, Mm -hmm. right? And that's very, very important in these early stages. Absolutely.
1: So quick question. When you kind of entered into that role, please, um, was it more of the intent that you're saying now? Like, did you go into that company, you know, telling them, hey, I want to stand at a distance and just kind of observe what you guys are doing? Or did you just, you know, head first at, you know, whatever, 18, just say, hey, like, I know how to do this stuff or maybe I don't know how to do this stuff. Um, let me try. What was that kind of situation? For you?
0: Yeah, it... It was actually more of, I don't know how to do this stuff, but let me try. Because like, and that's been a very common recurring theme in my life, to be totally honest, is, you know, jumping into things that I have no clue what Mm -hmm. I'm doing, right? Starting first businesses, I have no idea what I'm doing. Most people don't. When they get into these, you know, jobs or they find themselves like, uh, you know, starting a business, Some of these businesses are started just from like side Uh hobbies, right? They don't even know that it's going to be monetized. And then something comes along, an opportunity presents itself. And next thing they know, they're a business owner, right? And they're like navigating these waters of owning their first ever business with no clue anything about that, right? And so, like, I take, I like to take that approach in life personally, I like to just jump into things and learn as much as you can by doing Absolutely. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Because, yeah, no, I mean, just like, frankly, you'll never be ready to actually, like, do something that you're planning on doing, right? There's always going to be something that's like, oh, I don't know this yet, or I don't have this yet, or I still, there's always going to be some sort of excuse or something to not just jump right in. But it's like, when you get comfortable navigating that, like, ambiguity it opens so many doors it opens so much more opportunity to get your hands you know deep into things that you're experiencing for the first time that you may find out you really really meant like when it comes to this is a bit of a side tangent but like when it comes to me starting a new business right a lot of the times I'm not gonna lie but I don't have a I don't have a business plan down for every single business that I'm going to start before I start it. Like a lot of it, I'll just be, I'll be doing something through the course of my day and something will just pop into my mind. And I'm like, oh, that would be a really good business idea. Right. Or like, oh, that would be a really good product. And then it's, and then it instantly becomes less of like, a business plan and more of is the product feasible? And then I start like working on some branding stuff and like getting a feel for it to understand what even that business would look like. Right. I, there's so many different ways to like Mm -hmm. build a business and like the conventional way that schools teach you great. Like, yeah, it teaches you a lot of the basic fundamentals that come in when you start like actually making things happen. Right. When it comes time for you to actually build a business plan, school will help teach you, okay, this is how I can structure my business plan for, you know, the best chances of getting investment. Right. But it's like, there are so many things that school won't teach you about starting a company. And it's like, it's all very personalized approach. Right. And like you said, with 2020, like we live in an era where things happen instantly. You can order something online. You can order a physical product online and have it delivered to your house within an hour. Yeah. Right. Like starting a business now shouldn't take you six months, a year just to figure out the product, to figure out the business plan, unless, you know, you know, very specialized products. That's a different, that's a different case right i'm just talking about like a general a general starting of business it's things that you can do in a matter of yeah a man couple of hours right like launching launching something like a consulting service right literally it's been done we're in the process of getting one of yeah. them up and running right now like it has taken us approximately figuring out what services we're going to offer how do we want to price those services? And then it's like, build out by the domain and build out a site. And it's like, just with that simple, you know, three or four steps, like you can have a business up and running, and even start generating, you know, profit, as soon as you're able to start go out and close sales and, you know, build business. But it's like, you can have something launched in a matter of hours. And that, you know, doesn't, that isn't meant to understate the difficulty of like starting a business, but it's meant to emphasize the fact that things move so much quicker than they did before. Right. And if you're not able to move as fast as the market, oh, you're definitely, get left man.
1: I, I think part of what you're saying is really like, you know, relates to something else to like, um, making things move fast. I feel like that has a lot to do with your mindset Um, meaning do you think of business as you know the glass half full or do you think of it half empty you know tendencies like do you tend to think you know you setting up a business just in of itself it doesn't matter what industry what business type what you know product or service you offer do you think of it as cup half full or cup half uh, you know half empty do you think that you as a person starting up a business, are you going to fail within the next few months? Is that your preconception or uh, preconception? Yeah. Or is uh, do you think that you're just going to, you know, excel, you're going to figure things out, you're going to fail, which is a fact of life, and that you're going to learn from that, right? You know, do you think of it this way or that yeah. way? And I it, actually, I feel like it is very much black and white. You know, there isn't really much gray area. There isn't a fine line yeah. at all. Um, so, I feel like that in of itself that mindset is a skill that you develop, right, so part of you know our discussions here is like you know educating people about how to think that way, you know, especially young guys like you know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, you know they're hearing these gurus online saying, uh you can start start some kind of an e commerce store tomorrow and you can start making a hundred thousand dollars a month from your you know shopify account with." Okay, that might not be realistic, yep. but hey, let's look at things objectively. These times allow you mm-hmm. to set up, you know, Shopify and start selling products. But hey, if you fail at it, do you have that mindset yeah. to pick up and keep going after the guru tells you it's your fault? Or yep. are you the kind of person who says, oh, shoot, yep. you know, let me make up 20 excuses because, you know, I never thought I was good enough for this in the first place, right?
0: Yeah that is a very 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 important uh statement right there is that mentality going into business like we'll take the we'll take the guru's example that's a great one drop shipping as a business model is a fantastic business model right people are saying you know oh it's 2020 2021 like drop shipping is dead no drop shipping isn't dead drop shipping will never be dead because drop shipping is not a business. It's a distribution type. It's a distribution model, right? It's fulfillment. And so like getting into something like a Shopify store, like it's, it's all about how you're going to approach that, right? If you go into it, like you said, thinking that you're going to fail, then yeah, you are probably going to fail because that's what you're expecting, But if you go into it, like you said, you know, head down, like I'm ready to push through the struggles. And even if I fail, or really when I fail, because there are going to be times through everything that you will fail, and you just can't get around that, right? That's a fact of life that the sooner you come to accept that you will fail in a lot of things, but your success isn't dictated by the failures, it's dictated by your ability to push through them. the whole world of business will change for you you know things like cold calling and all of that type of stuff becomes less scary if you will because like you know that you're going to get rejected but you're okay with that and you can just simply you know
1: pull yourself together absolutely you know that idea of cold calling actually like a lot of people these days say that it's like dead you know cold calling is dead um we have like all these different CRM channels to reach people. Like why the heck should you cold call? Um, I semi believe in that, but more so like I'm not talking about business perspective. I'm talking about like some guy who's, you know, 16, 17, you know, somebody who's just learning the, you know, the ways of business, how to get to people, things like that. I feel like cold calling is such an amazing thing to do, especially when you're like 16, 17, like, for me first internship as a you know in marketing yeah right now, um I started out in this super small you know yep. tech company they were selling hardware to um you know schools that were that were in need of funding right so they were selling super cheap hardware and um there was a there were a lot of you know tech areas that needed you know computers for example routers things like that um to underfunded schools in california yeah, and so what I did was, oh, you know, awesome. I started out just doing spreadsheets, you know, the run-of-the-mill stuff. But because that company was small, I kind of had to wear multiple hats. Yep. So I started getting on the phone, right? Yep. Talking to prospects. And I was about 16 years old. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, I think 15, yeah, 15, 16, something like nice. that. Um, yeah, awesome. so then what happened was I started getting super shit. But mind you, by the way, at that time... I was the kind of person who, you know, would talk to Pizza Hut on the phone, be shaking, you know, not even knowing what to say on the phone, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that, that was the kind of person I was at that stage, yeah, right? Same. But um, <laughs> as soon as I kind of started getting on the phone, yeah. obviously there was like a lot of butterflies for the probably first two weeks. Um, and I had this guy, actually, this executive just looking at me across the room, <laughs> you know, with his like eagle eyes, just looking at me, yeah. saying like, you know, watching my body movements, seeing how I talk on the phone and stuff. And it was very cutthroat and I kind of was yep. thrown into this, you know, boiling pot and wasn't, you know, nurtured at all as, yeah. you know, expectations kind of tell you, I was just thrown in the middle of it. But right. When I started doing this more often, and by the way, the internship was, you know, a duration of like five months. Um, I started getting the hang of just mm-hmm. speaking to people and getting into hard scenarios in general. Right. Um, Part of business is doing things you yeah. don't really feel comfortable doing, right? But once you learn that skill, you can pretty much do anything. Whether that yeah. is, you know, starting a YouTube channel or a podcast like this one, or just dropping a hundred thousand dollars, you know, in investment yeah. into some kind of a project that you believe in, and maybe others don't. That's still a huge risk, and you're putting your yeah. basically career online yeah, on the line, right? Um, I feel like it all starts yeah. with uh, yeah. breaking that kind of ice or barrier, um, as a young guy, right. Or a young guy, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. yeah. And I think, I think uh, cold calling does that yeah. very perfectly. Exactly. I think it's very, it's a very good thing to start doing, you know, getting a sales internship or a sales job or whatever, when you're, you know, a young teenager. Totally.
0: I 100% agree with that. And that was something that I actually got told many times growing up was like, Hey, you want to, you know, quote, find success in business or find success in general, yep. get a sales job. And it was like, and for, for a long time, I listened to that and I was like, why? What What is sales going to teach me about like, you know, operations of a business or something like that? And I would always like doubt it. And really it was kind of a reflection of like my internal doubt of like, I hated cold calling. I hate, or I hated like, Getting into conversation or you know meeting new people for the first time, it was that I frankly like you, I would shake if I got yeah. on the phone with somebody that I had no idea who they were right it's It's that principle of like I am most comfortable, and it's human nature, like I'm most comfortable yeah. with those that I'm closest with, and so like those people will see me in a totally different light than you know somebody yeah. that I'm not close with, and so like cold calling was terrifying for me, but you know, like to kind of come back into our initial question of kind of my career path, it goes into, you know, the next job that I got into was at a VR company. And initially I was running, I was doing like, you know, hardware manufacturing, I was just building stuff for them. It was, you know, my next job after Ivy where Mm -hmm. I was trying to get more into like a business capacity. Um, and kind of find that next step in this stepping stone. And um, a little, after a little bit of time there, I kind of got into like PR and corporate communications. This was also another startup. And so, you know, it was the wearing multiple hats, my job function. I learned the most out of that company. I was there for the longest. I was there for like, you know, four and a half years, um, literally from like 17 to 21.
1: Um, And
0: Mm -hmm you know, that company taught me so much. It taught me, you know, things like cold calling and building these relationships from scratch, right? And kind of Mm -hmm. learning to put myself out there a little bit more. And like, as time went on with that company and shifts changed and things happened, like I found my role increasingly growing more and more. Um, You know, and so eventually, like, I had this umbrella of you know sales marketing operations prototyping like all of this stuff fell under my responsibility and so like being able to juggle all of these different things but also like essentially breaking out of my shell because i'm you know i'm 1920 like i i still am learning who i am as an individual on top of all this like added responsibility of you know significant amounts of money in projects or investment or whatever that it it takes a lot to you know figure out who you are and manage those responsibilities and that is something that you know people getting into business at an age like us where it's like you know you're in your late teens you're going to be faced with something similar and finding these jobs like sales the reason people give that advice of like, go into sales when you are new is for you to learn about who you are as an individual through these jobs. Right. And that was something that, you know, the experience that I have had over the last several years of my career have been things that I wouldn't trade for anything. Everybody has these experiences that shape and mold them into the person that they are. And like those years were something that shaped and molded me into who I am today and like the business person that I am today. And it's like it, it also taught me, you know, separate from all the things that I do know that I'm good at or that I want to do. It also taught me, like you were saying, all the things not to do in business, right, that I've seen so far, not all the things, but a decent number of things not to do in business, ways not to manage employees, ways not to manage, you know, yeah. supplier relations yeah. or like partnerships, right? Things like that. Those are very, very important kind of secondary lessons mm-hmm. that if you're not paying attention to actively, they'll just kind of go, go in one ear and right out the other, right? There are things that you have to look for in the behavior of the people that you work for. At, as a leader, your job is to motivate the people around you in a direction that is focused on, you know, achieving that end goal, right? And as a founder, nobody has more interest Mm -hmm. per se in the business and its success than you, right? When you start a business, that's, it's a very personal thing, in my opinion, right? Like a business to me, one of mine is like it's a part of who I am. It's part of my life, and so like I don't I don't honestly expect people to come into the business with the same uh, you know mentality or like hunger uh, you know to find that business's success as I do. Like I don't expect that to be a thing when somebody joins a business because frankly, if somebody is more motivated in the success yeah, there their, the, problem there. the yeah. success of my business than I am, that's a little bit of a problem, right? And like with that, it's also you know, you can look to your team as a founder, you can look to your team in the days where you are feeling down about your business, right? Cause not every day is going to be a pretty day. Like you're going to wake up and you're just going to think, Oh my God, what am I doing? Right. That will happen, frankly. And like the days where you've spent, you know, building morale and building this direction and this vision in the business on those days that you're feeling down and you can go to a team that shares this morale and can, you know, almost liven you up with it, it's refreshing. Right. And it like, it brings a whole new purpose to go. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely. Another thing like for the team, but even about for yourself, like
1: management right? and, you know, motivating people and things like that. I read this book called uh, the magic of thinking big a while back. And that one part that really stuck to me was this thing called yeah um, age excusitis. So he t- basically in the book he was talking about, you know, the different things that could motivate or demotivate somebody from doing something big. Right. Mm. So he he talked about, you know, health excusitis, age excusitis. And basically what he means is that, you know, yeah, there could be, there could very be um, an age gap between you and, you know, the rest of the people you work with, right. As a manager and somebody like you, right. Exactly your situation. There's probably, you know, a 20 Mm -hmm. 30 year age gap between you and the people you work with you are working with engineers who are developing this product who are probably you know the age of your dad right and so and so you know there's the kind of way that you can go about it you know making an excuse that hey i'm young for this um or you can look at it the other way you know which is hey i'm too old for this and what he was talking about Mm -hmm. was there are people who literally waste years and years of their life saying I'm either too young Mm -hmm. for this or I'm either too old for this. Right. So going about, you know, big projects or whatever, I feel like, you know, having an age gap is totally fine. Like, don't tell yourself, Hey, I'm an, I'm a teenager. I'm, you know, uh, too young to do X, Y, Z, right. Just go ahead and do it. When you're in somebody working with an organization, you have to say what you mean and mean what you say. So, Um, I'll give you an example so when I was working in you know consulting that was the next kind of step from the internship that I was talking about Um, I I worked as you know a social media person for this small uh, consulting company right I lasted maybe a few weeks in that position then I graduated to become like a consultant in in digital marketing with that company it was just a local Seattle company here and so um, when I kind of was exposed to, you know, higher level, nice. higher level people, higher level problems yeah. from within, you know, the clients. Um, I learned more and more that there could be room for, you know, improvement. You know, it not just because somebody is a CEO, they know what they're talking about. No, actually, oftentimes they don't know what they're talking about um, if, if that's not their specialty. So if you, oh, yeah. if you know Agreed. something, I mean, it doesn't have to be consulting or anything else. Agreed. If you know something to be true, then yep. stand by it. Right. And even if others don't, you know, believe that, and if you turn out wrong, so be it. But if you turn out right, you know, Hey, yeah. the hallelujah, you know, it's an amazing thing. So I'll give you an example. You know, one time I was working with yeah. uh, this one client who the guy has been in, you know, the, yeah. the, 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 the coffee industry. Okay. For, for like 30 years. Okay. So he knows quite a bit about coffee right so ar- you know arguing with him you know as like this young guy yeah. I, I was 18 when i started working in that consulting role um arguing about you know some kind of a messaging thing to his audience probably would be you know ridiculous if you kind of dissected and look at it because this guy's been in the business for 30 years right he probably knows better about his messaging and audience than me but when it came down to it yeah. you know there was this one campaign that we ran uh for that client yeah that ended up being unsuccessful because you know i kind of set aside my precon you know the the recommendations that i had for that particular campaign because i thought that hey this person knows what he's doing whatever i'll let him do it when in fact it was my job to you know quality assurance you know to double check what is getting out there right it was my job to make sure that the the campaign was successful that we were getting results but i just put it aside because I thought that, hey, you know, everybody else knew what they were doing, etc. But, yeah. you know, that's, that's when I kind of had that moment where I thought, hey, I need to from now on, yeah. like, say what I mean and mean what I say. You know, I, ha- I have to say, you know, this is, this is how I believe it is. Um, whether that affects you personally or professionally, yeah. like, you know, it doesn't matter to me.
0: Yeah. No, I exactly. totally agree. And Absolutely. on the flip side of that, if you don't know something you don't know something, right? Don't, don't be that person that is, you know, trying to be the smartest person in the room. You know, everything. Oh,
1: definitely. You know, and you know, another thing I want to talk about is as a manager, as somebody even in whatever position, you know, what are your internal goals and motivations? Are you the kind of person who just wants to be the boss because they want to be the boss, mm-hmm. you know? Or are you the kind of person who just literally wants to make an impact in, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, the coffee industry or the restaurant industry or whatever industry, because you, know, you feel that you are qualified to do that, that you really want that for yourself because yeah. you have a passion for it, X, Y, Z. So I feel like determining goals and motivation is a, is a really important thing, you know, before moving forward.
0: Yeah. yeah, and that's a really good point. And that also kind of ties back into our like passion conversation, right? Of like, what is your passion, right? Yeah. When you, like as a leader, what drives you to drive the team, right? And it could even be the team themselves, right? You could work with fantastic people and want to see the best for them. And so like your intrinsic motivation is to build your team and to build them into, you know, a robust, well-oiled machine that can just handle anything. And it's like you get pleasure from seeing the people around you grow as a result of your work. And like finding that internal drive is so important, both for leading teams and for leading organizations, right? Even as a single team person, as a single Founder just getting a project off the ground. What drives you to work on that project every single day?
1: But then you ask yourself, you know, uh, why does this person continue to, you know, uh, make a huge impact on the world uh, after they made their first million? Like, you know, if you kind of review that, you know, some people would say, hey, you know, I'd make a million, I'd be set for life. You know, I'd invest it, I'll do whatever with it, I'll save it, and I'll live frugally, whatever, right? But what what makes you kind of continue past that million mark? And the two million mark and the five million mark. Yep, is it just monetary? Which is fine in of itself. If financial security is your thing, you know everybody wants to be financially secure. Yeah, it's financially secure. But if, if is that where it ends, or do you have some kind of a, yeah you know goal that's like super big long term? So finding
0: your passions and finding you know what you want to do in life. It's it's a challenging thing for a lot of people. And frankly, you know, one of the best ways that I have personally found to, you know, try to figure out what it is you want to do is to try everything. Frankly, you just got to sit. And like I have done so many different things just for the sake of doing them to find out whether or not I'll enjoy them. That has taught me, about like, okay, you know, I, for example, I don't want to be in software development, but I really enjoy business and marketing. Right. And it's like that I never would have known if I didn't just decide to jump right into it. And so it's like, that is when you're looking to figure out what it is you want to do, don't say no, try everything. Don't be afraid to just jump into something because it's new try it and see what happens. You may find out that you absolutely love it and you wanna continue you know, down that path. But it's like, you would never know that if you don't just try it, frankly, right? So if you wanna start a podcast, if you wanna start a YouTube channel, if you wanna get into software development, it's 21st century and there are so many different ways to learn about things or get into something that you know, I say just go for it, basically, right? Just dive right in. And frankly, the worst that can happen is you decide you don't like it, right? And you move on to the next. And so with that, I think we're going to call a conclusion on our first episode. But thank you all for tuning in. It's been a very great conversation with Ibrahim. And I'm super excited for all the future episodes to come. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of different... We're going to be diving into so many different... Conversation topics around entrepreneurship, just about life, you know, things that we learn along the paths of starting our businesses and growing things together, and, you know, even speaking from past experiences that we've had. And hopefully, you know, there are some of you that can listen to this and take some lessons and apply them to your own.